Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your co-hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, how are you, sir? Not as melancholy as we were the last time, although the news seems to have a uh, certain negative connotation to it. Or in other words, it sucks. Yeah, yeah there's there's no good news, really. To be, there's just no good news to be had. And, uh, you know, uh, everyone's been dragged through the... Uh, Drag through the, the the food mill on what's going on in Gaza and Israel, and the entire world is on fire. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in just a minute. But let's talk a little bit about what happened this week with uh, with our president uh, heading over to Israel and Jordan and talking to the Egyptians. So what happened there? I mean, it was a huge go? disaster, a huge mess. Actually, we need to bring out the. The BS buzzer is out for Biden yeah. going over to Israel and making a total fool of himself. That's what happened. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's see who expect? didn't talk to him. Who snubbed him? Uh, the Egyptians, uh-huh. the Syrians, yep. the Jordanians, yep. and the Palestinians. <laughs> Even though they don't really have a seat at the table, per se. Nobody really, nobody really cares what this clown has to say. That's right. No one really cares. I think he fell down the stairs, fell up the stairs. And he made comments that made everyone kind of shudder, as usual. Right. Look, I mean, had had it been, you know, done properly, a visit from a president that, uh, you know, people standing behind would be meaningful in this situation. And I think Donald Trump would have gotten a far better level of cooperation out of everybody involved had he gotten on the plane and gone over there. But um Unfortunately, Donald Trump is not our uh, elected president at this point in time, so we're stuck with what we've got. But what a an absolute toolbox mm-hmm. between him and Blinken and and all of these idiots running all over the place, making absolute fools of themselves. That's correct. Now, I I thought and and correct you correct me before the show started, but I really thought Alpha that Biden went over there to delay Israel's response to what the Palestinians did and and murdering women, children, raping, pillaging, just being complete animals. Well, that's an insult to animals. Demons. We'll call them demons. Sure. Uh, But you you had a different take on it, and I thought it was interesting. What did you think? I I don't know. You know, look, everything we do is speculation because there could have been a lot of pressure put on Israel. Well, well, okay, we can By talk about that in a second. Yeah. So my opinion is I don't think that Biden delayed anything. I, I think that um, everybody is so quick, you know, go into Gaza right now. I would think that there are special forces operators in there looking for uh, prisoners now. Uh-huh. Um, I would I would be willing to believe uh, that they're looking for prisoners. A couple of uh, Americans were freed, uh, which is which is always good news. Uh, but we still have, I don't know, what are they saying, over 150 uh, still unaccounted for that could be in the Palestinian territory over there that are being treated as hostages. So this it's it's not a pretty picture any way you want to look at it. No, it's right? not. No. But I don't think anybody's in a real rush to send 19- and 18-year-old kids into uh, urban combat without a very strategic plan mm-hmm. and strategy and take your time a step at a time mm-hmm. uh, when you get there. Um, so with that being it's hard said, to, it's hard to say. Hard so to that say. being said, with the propaganda mill going to Gaza, that hospital incident where the news jumped on board and started saying how Israel leveled a hospital. I mean, this was all before any information was obtained. And if anyone should follow any rule that, I've heard that really makes a lot of sense by Dan Bongino. Wait 24 hours so you can get all the facts before you start talking about it. Or 72. Even 84. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just chill out on something like That's this. Right. I mean, look, I mean, we're going to get to it here in a little bit. Uh, you know, we're going to get into a different story here mm-hmm. about uh, one of our wonderful members of Congress. No, but getting uh, and, back and, to the hospital, 
story. Yeah. That, yeah. The, 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 the thing that bothered me the most about that story was, first of all, no one's willing to say the truth that it was the Hamas insurgent demon terrorists that launched a rock, a homemade rocket, homemade from the cemetery sitting next to a hospital in the Gaza yep. Strip. This, this rocket goes up in the air, and they're filming it while they're at it because they want to talk about how great they are and what, how justified they think they are. This rocket yep. goes up in the air, and then all of a sudden turns around and goes right down into the parking lot, causing a firebomb, literally, because these things are homemade and they're kinetic and in, in triggering, and the thing blew up. Some people were injured, but no one died. However, then the propagandists, including Hamas, oh, yeah. including the, the press, and this is what really pisses me off and why I cannot believe anything the press says anymore. They are full of BS. They do not get anything correct. They are propagandists, and they are shills for the Democrat Party. And as long as it goes against the conservative narrative... They will be out there yipping and yapping and talking how 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 crazy this was that Israel blew up a hospital when the hospital was still standing. Alpha. Well, the IDF had uh, you know film at eleven of the whole incident, so you know, look, they were like, guys, stop. All right, so fast forward a little bit. Let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of what's going on here in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, we all understand that uh, what's going to happen in Gaza, no matter what anybody thinks, is going to be a shit show. Mm. You're going to see a lot of dead kids, and it's going to be very, very sad. Uh, My friends in Israel are upset, nervous. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, they are uh, steadfast in their support of military action against Hamas to rid themselves of this problem. So, you know, we, we said last time, how long is it going to be before we start seeing problems here in the United States, right? Mm, we did say that, and, uh, well, it happened this, this past week, weekend, I Yes, believe. it did. Yeah. Just the other day, uh, Samantha Wool, 40 years old, uh, president of her synagogue uh, in Detroit, she was brutally murdered. Uh, basically in her front yard, uh, stabbed to death in what uh, law enforcement is called an unprovoked and random attack with no motive that they can find. So can we, can we, well, this is another BS buzzer. Right. Of course. This is not random. This was not. Oh, this, I can't even speak. This makes me so angry. First of all, didn't we have last week, and th- on Friday and Thursday of the past week, a congresswoman who happens to be the district right next door. I mean, she's like a stone throws, uh, uh, stone throw away from, yes, from Talib's congressional twelfth district. And this yeah. woman happened to live in the thirteenth. You think anyone's going to pay attention to those borders and, and not no. cross over? No, of course not. So, who has blood on their hands? Talib has blood in her hands. Biden has blood in his hands and Obama has blood in his hands because he's trying to rationalize the whole idea that Iran and this, these groups can be placated and appeased, which then brings me into my next point alpha. And I'll get off my soapbox here, but I'm so angry that the, the Jews. Hold on. Okay. Just hold on. All right. Hold on. Hold on to your anger for a quick second. All right. How can anybody possibly report this? Unprovoked, no motive, random. Just happens to be Jewish. How how is that even remotely possible? You, you you're telling me no one followed her home, targeted her because of her prominent position in the synagogue, right? And 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 did, uh, and oh by the way, she was a Democrat activist. Oh, this this chick was an arch liberal. Oh, so Jews no. supporting the 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 anti semites that are trying to kill us. Yeah, how'd that work out for everybody? Look, no, nothing's going to take away the fact that this woman is innocent. She was going about her business, and she was killed by the same deranged lunatics 
that are over in the in the Gaza Strip. And if anyone believes what the press is saying, shame on you. Shame on you for believing what they're saying. There's no way in hell that this has happened. And you and I, Alpha, said this last time on the show. There's going to yes. be violence here in this country. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's only a matter of time. Well, it was a matter well, of time. It happened yesterday well, or two days it ago. It happened. Yes, it happened. Uh, and, you know, what do you do, right? Look, I have always preached personal security and accountability. Go out and, and take care of yourself. And, you know, you have to be an active participant in your own rescue kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, look, I, I, I got to tell you something. I've been doing the firearm training thing since Jesus wore short pants. Okay. Yep, and you taught me. That's right. I've been doing this stuff since Jesus wore short pants. Number one, because I liked it. Never because I thought I would have to need it to fight for my survival. I, as an American Jew, I'm a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not scared. I'm worried. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I'm not really scared of much, but I am concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, what did I do? Do you know what I did this morning? Went to the ranges and shot some targets. No. I stood in the lobby of a church. Oh, oh, it's Sunday. With, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I I stood in the lobby of a church and protected the congregation mm-hmm. because they can't afford armed security. What did I do last weekend on Sunday for five or six hours? You stood in the in the church. Same thing. How about the weekend before that? You did that same thing. Same thing. Why? Because they are targets. Also, correct. Doesn't matter that they're Christian. Doesn't matter. Everybody needs to get that through their head. We're all in this together. That's correct. These people are here. Okay, they're here, without okay. a doubt. Yep. No questions asked. Oh yeah, because the borders look, are wide open. Borders are wide open. Borders are wide open. We have no idea who's in this country. Look at what's happened. This Rashida Tlaib takes the story about the the alleged bombing of the hospital she's on the cameras five minutes later oh my god the israelis the genocide blah 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 blah. she incites riots they breached the white house grounds yes they did they invaded the capitol the house specifically the house insurgents we have january 6 people that are in jail right now without trials where are they where aren't they arrested? Oh, because we have a two-tiered justice system. Those right. for the Democrats and those for the conservatives. Keep petting the snake, everybody. Keep petting the rattlesnake. That's right. Okay? It's, gonna, it's already that's, bit you. That's, there's going to be a theme to this program today. It's keep petting the rattlesnake. Mm. You keep petting it. Oh, he's just the nicest rattlesnake. Such a nice snake. What a pretty snake. Oh, snake, will you be my friend? If I pet the rattlesnake, he won't bite me. He'll be, we'll be friends. Until you get bit. And then you ask the snake, why did you bite me? I'm a rattlesnake, dumbass. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what the people that live in the Gaza Strip, they call themselves Hamas terrorists. That's what they do. Yep. That's what absolutely. fundamentalists and radical communists do in this country, too. That's correct. So Keep I'm not petting the rattlesnake. Keep petting the rattlesnake, everybody. Did we not learn anything after September 11th? No, we didn't because we're Apparently right back no. to where we were. It's now 20- they're saying, well, we're going to bring these uh, the Palestinian refugees to the United States. Oh, no, oh, you're not. Oh, bullshit. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Oh, bullshit. No way, buddy. Oh, bullshit. I call no way. Absolutely not. Nope. Did Jordan want them? No. What did King Abdullah say? Absolutely not. He's You're like, not sending there's no way not one Palestinian is entering Jordan. Oh, Egypt did the same thing, I think. Yeah, they did. Oh, yes, that's correct. Egypt they've said. They've got a big, beautiful wall. And they have a nice big lock, a big padlock on it that no one can break because that's not, door's not opening into Egypt either. And Syria is in the northern part. They're not taking them either. They don't want them. Nobody wants them. Why is that? And the Saudis are sitting back going, we warned you about these people. Mm-hmm. We warned you about the rattlesnake. You are going to get bit. You do not understand these people. You pretend to understand these people, and you sit there and you sympathize with these people. These people are their own worst enemy. And to talk about 
what's going on in this country also that everyone's petting the rattlesnake, the colleges, the universities. Oh, yeah, it's just amazing. The just college amazing. and universities should be ashamed of themselves. I can't believe I taught at a, at a college for a graduate program. I cannot believe I did because the wokeness and the BS that was going on with it was full-fledged. What is the uh, what is the Jewish society on on campuses? Uh, Maimonides. What's that? Maimonides society. No, it's uh, Hadassah, not Hadassah. What is what is the what is the Jewish? Uh, well, there's there's uh, design there's there's Zionist. Now there's a there's a building on the building on the uh, Columbia campus. Oh, Columbia. Well, okay, they yeah. while they were rioting, all the Jewish students ran to that building and they locked themselves in. Mm. Oh, that, that you're and talking about campus. That. Sec- yeah. Campus security locked them in. Oh, I was talking about I was talking about some of the other colleges where professors, oh, Harvard, oh, Yale, yes, yes, all these places are supporting the the quote Palestinians, which and Hamas also, and for and justifying what they did was okay because Israel is a bunch of occupiers. Which well, let's correct the record one more time, Alpha, shall we? Not yep. one Israeli soldier sits in Gaza at all. They have not a wall. since two thousand and fourteen. They withdrew from Gaza, gave it to the Palestinians, and instead of taking the the gifts that the Israelis were giving them to make a better life for themselves and, and a place of their own milk and honey, what did they do? They ripped up the pipes out of the ground and they started building missiles with it. These people are responsible for themselves and their 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 ways and they married up with Hamas and now we have a disaster going on right now perpetrated by the Palestinians and the Hamas terrorists. That's this is, what we this have. is this is twenty twenty all over again. That's correct. This is the summer of love all over again, just like we said last time. This is a, another cause for Black Lives Matter refugees to glom on to to go out and cause trouble. That's and the great. Antifas and, and the Marxists that are out there. It's it's just insane. And it and it doesn't seem to be getting any better, does it, Alpha? No, I think it's going to get a lot worse. So for everyone out there, you need to have your heads on a swivel. You need to be careful. And I know and you may get here sick of hearing it, but you gotta be careful. You gotta plan where you're going, you gotta make sure you're gonna be in a safe place and you have an out. You have a way to get out if you, you're in a place that has a lot of people. Know where your exits are. Yeah, especially if you're Jewish and you live in an area and you might be a little high profile for whatever reason. Or you may work for a company that might be owned by Jews because that's not really hard to figure out in this day and age, right? Uh, and you're on your way home. Let me, let me tell you something. If you see a car behind you that doesn't belong there and it keeps following you, when you turn, it turns. Don't go home. Go right to the police station. Go right to the police station. Do not take, don't take a tail home. And we're not talking about, you know, if you're Jewish or not. It could be anybody because anybody. Th- that's how that's how car uh, uh, car jackings happen. That's how yeah. people get access into your house. If you have an alarm system, make sure you know the secret code to trip the alarm so that you can get help going there. But by the way. How many? How how? When does when does the damage happen from a from an assault with a deadly weapon, whether it's a knife or a gun or something? Seconds. Yeah. And and helps only minutes away. Well, here's the here's the deal that I'm going to tell everybody: if you don't have a gun, go get one. If you don't want a gun, that's your personal decision. If you don't want to have a gun to protect yourself and your family. I'm just going to say it. If you're the head of the household and you're a man, you can't protect your family. You're not a man. And 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 harsh language and baseball bats and mace and all that bullshit does not work. No. Nope. Go out, seek some training, get a firearm, figure it out. If you can carry a gun, carry a gun. Get some training. Do it. It is far too dangerous out there in the world right now to be walking through the world with blinders on. Mm-hmm. Keep your head on a swivel, understand where you are, understand your surroundings, know what's behind you, know what's in front of you, know where your exits are in every building that you enter. Yep. Because I'm telling you, the greatest weapon that these terrorists are going to have against us is mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Do not get caught in the fishbowl. Right. 
well, that's enough of that. I'm sure everybody's been clobbered over the head like a harbor seal with all that for the past couple of weeks. But it, it it's not going to stop. That message is not going to stop being true. That's right. Learn to take care of yourself. Okay. In other news, we still don't have a Speaker of the House. That's a good thing. And here's why. Can't spend any money. They're not spending any money today. No, they're not. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Somehow we just come up with money. Well, right now, the $100 billion that Biden promised Israel and Ukraine, excuse me, let me reverse that. Ukraine and Israel, Israel gets a small slice of it, and Ukraine gets a majority of it. That can't be spent because there's no Speaker of the House. You can't pass any legislation. Can't spend the money. Cannot spend the money. So let me ask you a question while we're on that subject. How much film of Russian atrocities have you seen come out of Ukraine? Zero, zilch, zero, nothing. Nothing. How much, are there any war correspondents over in Ukraine filming this war live? No, not at all. Doesn't that seem a little like a, you know, look, I'm not trying to belittle what's going on over there, but it just doesn't seem right, does it? Well, many shows back, we talked about how this Ukraine-Russian conflict was the Russians clean up an aisle four job. They went in there and took out 27, and people thought we were bonkers when we said there were 27 Level four bio laboratories that dealt with bioweapons being run through the ringer by the United States via Ukraine. And the Russians went in there and cleaned them all up. And the Russians were promised way back when that NATO would not be intruding on their back door, which... Now they're intruding on their back door. So it does have a lot of similarities to the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's just a little history lesson right now, everyone. But I'm just saying that we're not seeing any pictures of this war. And the pictures that did come out of the Ukraine thing early on, and that's how I call it a thing and not a war, because the Russians are there doing what they're supposed to be doing and making cleaning up the mess. I think it's complicated, and I think there's a lot of facets to what's going on over in Ukraine, but it oh. just strikes me very, I think it strikes well, we're not me very know. funny. We're not going to know what's going no, on. No, we're never going to know. It's there's just no it's just a money hole. That's right. You know, it's just a hole that we keep throwing money in, and, and for what? Well, the, the you know, Zelensky is... wanted to go to Israel. Ben, Benjamin Netanyahu said, stay home. Yeah, we don't want Don't you. want you here. Now, Why are you here? Now, talking about not only, not only are we not seeing any, anything coming out of out of Ukraine, we saw a lot of stuff coming out of Israel. And then it was subdued by the press to change the narrative. Well, why does that surprise you when the New York Times covered up the Holocaust, for God's sake? Well, the New York Times isn't getting anywhere right now. They are in big trouble with everybody. Everyone's had enough of the the New York Times, just saying. Well, fair enough. However... You know, the, the media in this country has got a, a history of covering things up, uh, and it's really not a good history. So oh, no. I, I, it's look, just terrible. I, I Look, that's why we do this show. This is why we talk about this stuff, because you and I were banging our heads against the wall, talking to ourselves, and now we're talking to some people out there that are listening. We thank you very much. Here on the Signal 50 podcast, we talk about the hashtag, our truth, regarding current events. That's what we do. It's absolutely maddening what's going on in the world right now. Pisses me off. There's absolutely no winning in Ukraine. No. There's no win. What are we going to do? We're going to keep throwing billions and billions and billions of dollars into Ukraine? Yes. Pretty quick, they're going to run out of men. Well, What are we going to do? We're going to send American boys and girls over there to fight now? Better not. It seems, it seems, however, that Biden is throwing American soldiers into that area as advisors it sounds like the vietnam war all over again doesn't it sure does now i'm not taking away from the fact that we should have american uh, soldiers on the ground special forces or whatever you know we, we don't need to know we don't have the clearance to know but we have american uh, uh prisoners hostages, over and right. hostages over and you're damn straight we better be sending the the delta force and and the the seals in there to clean to get them out you're damn straight. 
Because oh, Biden absolutely. has a history of leaving people behind, our own soldiers, uh, people for, in, in Afghanistan, and we expect him to do what's right in Israel. Thank God the Israelis are there. That's all I have to say about that. Well, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this lull before the ground invasion was to prepare, you know, the ground for, you know, uh, you know, the attack that mm. it's going to happen. They're going to have to go in on the ground at a time and place of their choosing. And everybody seems to forget that we're, we're kind of circling around a little bit in the conversation, but mm. you're absolutely right. We've got American taxpayers over there, American citizens that are in danger. What are we doing? Why is nobody talking about it? Well, Here's here's one more thing that that our our so-called presidential leader Biden he's not but I call him so-called because that's he's occupying the White House. You know um a congressman on his own dime sent airplanes into Israel to get people out because mm-hmm. the American government was saying to Americans we'll get you out but we'll get you to Greece and then you have to find your own way home. Yeah. And you have to take a loan out. We'll have to pay for us, pay for it later. What the fuck is that? You know, it just makes me want to pay my taxes more, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Well, you know, listen, look, I, I, I get if you're stuck in Israel, if you're an American, but I, I got news for you. If you're in Israel, and I've been to Israel well over a dozen times, I've been there under rocket attack and warnings and all that business. I got news for you. If after this attack, the initial attack, I think the general danger was over aside from rockets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I get you're stuck there and you need to get back to life. I understand that, but don't tell me you're not safe in Tel Aviv because you are. Okay. So everybody got to take a chill pill on that. I know it's inconvenient. You probably don't have a hell of a lot of money. You're burning money staying in Israel. Let me tell you something. A hotel room in Tel Aviv is not cheap. Hmm. Trust me, but there are arrangements that can be made, okay? There are plenty of kibbutzes that will take people in all over the place. I happen to work on one up uh, just outside of northwest of Jerusalem, kibbutz Hmm. Sova. Okay, they have accommodations there for dozens and dozens of people in in case of an emergency. They... They've showed me the, it's fine. Look, not convenient. Wait till everything chills out. The airline flights will start coming and you'll be able to get home. I understand that. But the American government needs to do everything it can. And and time for negotiation is over. Mm. Well, they're trying to negotiate and they're trying to justify the Hamas terrorists. And Biden is still trying to get money over to Iran. Sure he is. And and we've already established the price for hostages. It's a billion dollars a piece. That's right. So I, I, I can only guarantee you that somebody's going to cut a big check to somebody. This is just ridiculous. Yep. They found a way to uh, have an economy. It's called the kidnapping business, and business is a booming, man. You know, I, uh, I really miss the mean tweets. I really do. I do, too. Yep. I do, too. It's, it's crazy. It's just, it's just absolutely insane. Yep. Look, I'm not really looking forward to watching a ground invasion happen. Um, that's going to be horrific. Well, and both everybody. sides are going to have losses. So. It's terrible. And there are some innocent people that are caught in the middle, and that's really uh, the most terrible thing. You know, I'll, I'll say it one more time. If the Palestinians wanted peace tomorrow, all they would have to do was lay down their guns and missiles today. That's right. If the Israelis laid down their guns and tanks and missiles and everything, there would be no more Israel. And all those chants and all those things that they were saying from the river Jordan to the sea, Red Sea, on the college campuses here in America and the Iranians and and, and Tlaib and Omar, all the freaking squad losers, Israel would be wiped off the map and they would be doing... uh, terrible thing they'd be jumping up and down it's disgusting well they are jumping up and down they're still disgusting yeah you know Rashida Tlaib is the most disgusting human being I think I've ever seen in my entire life she should be censured thrown out of the congress and she should be thrown out of the of America well if she's a citizen that's problematic she does have the freedom to say whatever she wants and be well, as stupid as she wants well it doesn't mean I don't have to like it and I don't well have to no no it. you don't have to you don't have to like it 
Okay. I can insult her back. There you go. Of course. That's your right. And that's okay. We can't throw her out, unfortunately, but she should be expelled from Congress. Good point. My mistake. You're right. You no, know, look, right free speech. You know, we have a right. You have a right to be stupid. You have a right to say whatever you want. I'm sure some people think that we're absolutely bonkers. Well. And that's fine. Yeah. Listen to something else. I don't give a shit what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, look, she needs to be gone. Ilhan Omar has got enough dirt in her background. I cannot believe she's on the federal payroll. Because there's two types I, of justice. Yes. That's why. I, I know. Yeah, I know. She married her brother and committed uh, immigration fraud and, and did all sorts of other things. And there's some financial stuff there with her, too. She's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. She's an utter piece of shit. Yep. Her I lived actions. in Minneapolis. I lived in Minneapolis. Yep. Let me tell you something. Those people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So that's the reality, mini- everyone. Just so you know. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the, the one thing. And uh, coming back to some some of our own, uh, what we call back do- backyard and things that hit us uh, personally. Uh, you have a firefighter. Uh, we got we got we got one more story oh, first. One more. Right. Yeah, we got more. Yeah, uh, Joe Biden's brother wrote him a check for two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, we're still in the government part. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, they tried to bury that it. One. That's why. <laughs> yeah, this this war in Gaza is. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something, and some people might not like it, but I'm going to say it's a very convenient distraction for Joe Biden. Squirrel, squirrel, and and not having a Speaker of the House is working greatly in his favor at the moment too. However, the investigation does march on. Yep, the information so, is still pouring out. That's uh, right. From the from the was it the justice uh, the judicial committee of the Congress? That's who that's who did it. Uh, Comer, uh, he found this check for two hundred thousand dollars that was written to uh, from I'm sorry from the Russians. Remind me who it was from. It was I from, think it was from the Chinese. I'm sorry, the Chinese. Someone. Brought him a two hundred thousand dollar check, as a and then he loaned it with quotation marks, air quote, air quotes, loaned it to Biden, and, or his brother loaned him two hundred thousand dollars. Then he, the brother, paid him back, and that's how you launder the money. Yes, this loan was just a simple note that said, "I'm loaning you this money," and he was paying it back. Yeah. I loaned you the money. Well, the problem is his bank records are pretty concrete, unless the guy's got a briefcase full of cash underneath his bed, which I'm sure he probably does. Oh, it was a check. They actually saw the check. Nah, I know. It's a like a check, like actually a personal check yes. for 200 grand. And it cleared. Sure it did. Why wouldn't it? When you've got that kind of money in the bank, you've taken in over $22, 25000000 million over the years laundering information. Another thing that's going on that no one's really talking about is this whole – Biden library think tank thing in Chinatown, USA, Washington, D.C. document scandal. Ah, ah, he was just brokering a little bit of classified information to foreign governments now. And I wonder, no, no big deal there. And they indicted President Trump five times on every single thing that Biden did wrong. Yeah. Documents, money laundering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, espionage, insurgency, and traitor. Yes. All those things. All those All things, the things. Actually, Biden has really done. And the press keeps jumping up and down on the bandwagon. Of course. For, uh, against President Trump, which is ridiculous. But Of course, because Obama knew about all of it. That's right. It goes back to Obama. The Obama himself. Losers. Unbelievable. Not even a speck of corruption. No, never. He's full of shit. Full of it. All right. Well, we're going to move on a little bit. Um, We have some not not good news. That's correct. Um, The other day... uh, Firefighter Rodney Pitts III, 31-year-old probationary firefighter uh, with the Baltimore City Fire Department, was killed fighting a multiple alarm row house fire. Uh, He was barely on the job. He just got pinned with his badge here recently. 
Um, and four other firefighters were injured fighting. Uh, it was a multiple alarm blaze. If you remember about seven or eight months ago, Baltimore City Fire Department lost four firefighters in the line of duty uh, in a very similar situation in a row house. Uh, these are old abandoned row houses that are all over Baltimore. Uh, the city just doesn't have the money to tear them down. Homeless get inside and they light fires to stay warm because the weather is getting cold mm-hmm. here. Uh, and they burn down a unit block of row houses. Um, they were too close. They were inside. They were doing something somewhere. They probably in hindsight shouldn't have been. Four firefighters were also injured. Lieutenant Ronaldo, he's in critical condition, but stable. It's shock trauma in Baltimore. Fighter fighter Seth Robbins, he's still hospitalized with uh, serious injuries. Firefighter Keith Borden and Tavon Marshall. Firefighters Borden and Marshall were treated and released. So they got lucky. So I don't know what to say. Uh, well, uh, our thoughts and prayers go to all of them, and uh, especially for the lost firefighter. Right. Died in the line of duty. Yep. You know, we have a piece of audio that we're going to play for you. Um, you know, it's hard to explain to people why firefighters do what they do. Um, and Michael Judge, he was the uh, chaplain. chaplain. Yeah. He was the chaplain for the fire department of New York, and he was killed on September 11th. He was killed by, I believe, a falling body mm-hmm. out of the tower. That's right. He was standing next to somebody that I knew quite well, uh, Chief Ray Downey, uh, when that happened. Michael Judge was one of the first firefighters killed on September 11th. I believe he might have actually been the first. Mm-hmm. I had the honor and pleasure of meeting him once, uh, talked to him for just a couple of minutes. It's not like we're, we were friends. But he had a way about him. He was just a super cool guy. Mm-hmm. And bravo, if you would, play the music. Stand by. Play the, play the, play the audio. Yep. Good days, bad days. Up days, down days, sad days, happy days, but never a boring day on this job. You do what God has called you to do. You show up, you put one foot in front of another, you get on the rig, and you go out, you do the job, which is a mystery and a surprise. You have no idea when you get on that rig, no matter how big the call, no matter how small, you have no idea what God's calling you to. But he needs you. He needs me. He needs all of us. The retirees, he needs your prayers. He needs your stopping by occasions to give strength and support to tell the story of the old days. You need the house. And those of you who are working now, keep going. Keep supporting each other. Be kind to each other. Love each other. Work together. And do what you did the other night and the weeks and the months and the years before. And from this house, God's blessings go forth to this community. It's fantastic. What great people. You love the job. We all do. What a blessing that is. A typical, typical job. And God calls you to it, and then he gives you a love for it, so that a difficult job will be well done. Isn't he a wonderful God? Isn't he good to you? Each one of you. You know, it brings tears in my eyes when I hear that because yes. now I have a better understanding after all these years. I've been doing it 33 years. I've had my EMT certification for that long, since 1990. Yep. Um, and that's right. There's a there's a, a strange amount. You know, I have a love for the job. I lo- and God gave, yes. that, gave me that passion, that, that the urge, and you had it. You have it. You do it. Uh you're on the retired side more than I am, but that's what called us to it, and that's what yeah. keeps, it keeps me going. And uh, that's a that's a powerful, powerful, powerful little sermon from Michael Judge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For anybody out there listening, that it really is a a, a true calling. Um, there are not very many people in the world that can bear witness to the things that happen 
and learn to deal with them. And yes, there are after effects. And I don't know about you, Bravo, but I, I certainly have my moments where I, mm-hmm. I look back and go, oof, you know, that was, well, that was hard. Where, that's hard to deal with. That's where uh, father judge talked about talking to the others, tell your yes. stories that, you know, there's something about passing on what you've learned to others. Uh, it's commandment in the Torah. It's, um, you know, pa- passing on what you have learned to others is an extremely important skill. It's experiential learning if you want to get into the education part of it. I mean, we all go through things and we learn about it. We need to pass things on. Father Judge summed it all up, and, and we tell stories around the firehouse. I've said this in other shows, too, because, first of all, they, they remind us of what we did, and it passes it on to the new up-and-coming firefighters so that they can maybe pick something up and not do something that we made a mistake in but we learned from. Uh, But there's going to be situations where we haven't encountered before and we need to, uh, you know, take those experiences and learn from them also. But this is is a great – thanks, Father Judge. We miss you. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's uh, still pretty tough to think that that man was taken from us. Uh, Too soon. Too soon. And, uh, And Ray Downey as well. Um, very wise men, uh, great leaders and, uh, role models for myself and probably for you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are, those, those guys were, they were giants, man. Yes. They when were. we were kids, when we were kids, Oh yeah. those guys with Fidney, they were, they were just, they were just absolute giants to us. Yep. They were, they were unbelievable. They were larger than life characters. They were our heroes. Not, not. Athletes, not no firefighters. Yeah, the guys you never know their name. Uh, There's one thing that I'm going to say, and we'll we'll move on. One of my greatest Hollywood heroes, and you'll never hear me say this again, was a gentleman named Steve Buscemi, Mm. Hollywood actor. After September 11th, he went back to work at Engine 55. He did. Yes, he did. He went back to work with the uh, with the guys. He went to the firehouse. He rode the truck. He was worked at Ground Zero. Uh, he was with the fire department of New York for a time before he became an actor. Before he was discovered, and uh, tragedy happened, and he showed up. You know, it's a it's in your blood. Mm-hmm. It's it it's in your it's in your freaking DNA. It's a calling. It is. You know. I look at it this way. When when people are running one way and you're running the different, when you're running towards danger and they're running away from it, it's a little bit hard to explain, isn't it? It is, but he does a very good job of it. Yes, he does. He gave, you know, God gave us the certain talents and I thank him for it. Absolutely. Well, to move on here a little hmm. bit, we need to, uh, one more unfortunate and, and sad occurrence uh, that we want to talk about here that's going to lead into another discussion uh, you know, uh, I live in Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. Uh, the most highly populated county in Maryland, aside from Baltimore County. Uh, we've got a great number of people here. Um, we've got a fairly large county police department here. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before in the past. The officers are good. Their leadership is not so good. But mm-hmm. anyhow, that has nothing to do with this situation. Uh, the other night, Wednesday morning, Sergeant. Patrick Patrick Kep, he was on the DWI task force for Montgomery County. He was like one of the most highly decorated police officers in the county. He's like the DWI king. He just he's like a he was a highway pirate. Just a just a pirate ship running down the highway, grabbing drunk drivers every day, all day, all night. This guy was a absolute machine, and uh there's something to be said for that because uh impaired driving is is really a serious crime. Mm-hmm. And uh it's not a victimless crime. Uh, victims happen all the time. Uh, the other night, uh, they were chasing this young man um, who had been who was known to police. Uh, he had been chased uh, a number of times. His name was Rafael Mayorga, a 19-year-old kid from Frederick County, just up the way. Okay, he's got himself a challenger or a charge or something really fast. And this guy likes to provoke car chases. Hmm. The other morning, in the early morning hours of Wednesday, 
They got him at 110 coming out of, uh, he came down uh, Interstate 270. He was coming up 270 on the other side. They were they were in pursuit. Sergeant Kep stopped at the side of the road to deploy stop sticks to flatten his tires. And Rafael Mayorga intentionally swerved and hit Sergeant Kep and bilateral amputated both of his legs. Intentional. It's on video. Um, I'm not going to show it. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, that's uh, anxiety-inducing for me in a number of different ways that mm. Bravo is well aware of. Gosh. Uh, here's the here's the icing on the cake. The kid's 19 years old with a really fast car. The cops all know him. They all know who this kid is. He has over 230 moving violations on his record. Hmm. Let me ask you something, Bravo. Why does he still have a license? <laughs> well, I don't know if he's got a license or not. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like gun control. Okay, there's a law against that. Yeah. You can't have that. Oh, ooh, you have it. Okay, whatever. It doesn't work. He's still driving. Why is this kid walking free after 230, you know, instances of, of reckless driving, car chases, Speed over 100. They popped him for 136 in August on Interstate 270. Why wasn't the kid in jail for reckless endangerment? Uh, because they took the bail away? <laughs> they don't well, they just him. let him go. They let him walk out the door of the jail, of the courthouse. Are you saying that this could have been prevented? Oh, absolutely could have been prevented. Prosecution? So instead of prosecutors going after conservatives and parents trying to make sure that their children are being educated in the way that they feel that it's necessary in the public schools. They're instead not, you know, they're doing that instead of taking care of this kind of preventable violence and harm. This isn't an accident. This kid intentionally swerved, hit that officer. At what point do we realize that this this behavior, this pattern of reckless behavior escalates and escalates and escalates until it winds up into a situation like this? Because undisciplined people who can get away with almost murder, but any type of crime whatsoever, will continue to do it. That's why. Well, he should have never been walking free. Oh, that too, but you know, you, but the point being is, if we there's no follow, penalty, there should be, and there is. By the way, it's not that there should. There is. Yes, we're just not following the law. It's not me or you. It's no, the, it's the it's the leadership in the police department that's not doing their job. You cannot eradicate laws that were put in place by duly elected officials just because you don't feel like enforcing them. It doesn't fit if their I were this, if I were Sergeant Kep's family, if I were Sergeant Kep, thankfully he. It looks like he's going to live. I talked to a uh, Montgomery County Police Sergeant the other day from the Fifth Precinct. I talked to this person the other day, and I just said, "Hey, uh, really sorry to hear about your colleague. He'll be in my prayers." Uh, and and this person started talking to me, and I told her, I says, "If I were his family, I would." literally sue everybody into into the poorhouse. Mm -hmm. The county council, the state's attorney, anybody who had exposure to this kid and didn't keep him locked up, right. et cetera. This, Sergeant Kep was the one who arrested him, or, or yeah, he arrested him for 136 miles an hour on the highway. Okay? So yeah, they just let him right back out again. They just let him right back out. License or not, he's driving. That that fucking car that he this this little monster was this little sociopath was driving should have been turned into paper clips. Mm -hmm. That's all you want to you want to get on a law abiding citizen's ass for having a legally purchased firearm, but you know that's that's okay to do. But this kid who goes out and treats a high powered car like a weapon goes out and endangers everybody all the time. That's perfectly fine. Two hundred and thirty moving violations. Double standard. Why is this kid, why was this kid walking free? Last time I checked, reckless endangerment and a bunch of the stuff that he'd been charged with in the past, those are all felonies. 
or serious misdemeanors that can keep you in jail, and he's habitual. Mm-hmm. If I were that sergeant's family and that sergeant, I'd lawyer up and I would sue everybody into the poorhouse. That's right. Don't take don't take the the insurance. <laughs> no, don't take a settlement. Nope. Well, I I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm particularly stirred up and upset this week, and it's been. Well, you can see you can see why we. It's we, tough. You can see the theme of the show, everyone. Alpha, what was the the, the theme of the show? Yeah. <laughs> the theme of the all, show. We're all the ways, going. all the ways the world has disappointed us this week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just been a, it's been a tough week. Um, well, you know, and, and uh, well, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. That's all I can say about that. Anyway. Yeah. These are tough shows because there's uh, yeah. sometimes nothing good to talk about. It's terrible. <laughs> but. There, there's no good news. But on the Signal 50 podcast, you can follow us on uh, on True Social. You can follow us on X. You can follow us on Getter. And still Twitter to me, my man. I'm I know. I know. Twitter, X, whatever you call it. But it's also important that you share the show, you get it out there, pass it along to your friends. Why? Because we're two lifelong friends that love to talk about current events. We're long on this country. We know that we're going to get back into the way it should be and back to our American values. And this is just one big bad nightmare right now. (laughs) It is. And on that note, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24 7 365 and it looks like you folks are uh, going to be busy in the near term uh, to the firefighter split. that we lost we have the yes. watch we have the watch we have the watch yes our police fire and ems that work with us every day on the streets be careful out there please it's mm-hmm. terribly dangerous your your number one job is to come home to your family in one piece that's right so. all right everyone so everybody Be careful out there. Keep your head on a swivel. Try to have a good week and don't despair. Uh, It's going to get worse, but it will get better at some point. So thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.